You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to a Thursday edition of the Locked On Longhorns Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Kahn. Follow me on Twitter at Pat Sports Guy. Follow the show, Locked On Horns on Twitter. On today's show, we're going to deep dive into a little bit of Pete Kwiatkowski's defense. Who can play where? We're going to talk a little bit about that. Also, we're going to talk about these way too early depth chart projections we looked at. Who's playing where? Uh, What could the offense look like? What could the defense look like? We're going to get into all of that on today's show. All right, so without further ado, let's, let's go ahead and dive into these depth charts. Uh, we'll start at the top, and we'll kind of work our way through it. First, you got to look at the quarterback situation. Situation right now is Casey Thompson looks like he's going to be the starter. You can look at what he did in the Alamo Bowl. I mean, be cautiously optimistic about it. He looked good in limited play against a team that really didn't prepare for him. How will how will he look when teams do prepare for him? Not to say that he'll do bad. It's just, I am one of those people, while I gave him the slight edge, I would say tap the brakes a little bit because I think Hudson Card will be just as good, especially in camp. And it'll be interesting to see which way that Steve Sarkeesian, A.J. Milwee, and Kyle Flood kind of look as far as who is going to take over in that spot behind where... Sam Ellinger has been for the last four years. And then you have the running back situation. I think we all know it. Bijan Robinson, right? I mean, he's the he's the guy at the top. He's the guy that should be the starter. You follow that up with Roshan Johnson. Bijan had a fantastic season. He's getting a lot of hype right now. Which I love because I was a huge Bijan fan when he was coming out of high school. But he's getting a lot of hype right now as far as future Heisman odds. People like ESPN called him their breakout player. So there's a lot going on there. So I think um, with Bijan, Roshan, that's pretty good. Considering the fact that, you know, the starter or the alleged starter at the beginning of the season... Keontae Ingram has gone into the portal. So, I think that's where it stands right now. When you look at the wide receiver position, specifically at the X, the outside wide receiver, one thing you have to remember about Sarkeesian is he doesn't care. He plays his best guys. So, this one's a little difficult. Because if you look at the traditional X wide receiver, 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", they like the big guy out, out wide. As far as the guy that fits that is Troy Omier, and we thought we were going to get to see him this last season, but we didn't. I think it's where you start. You start there. The other name I brought up was Marcus Washington. But he got to play limitedly, but you know he's a guy that I think is right there too. What I am interested to see is what about Malcolm Epps? Could you move him from tight end? Because, and we'll get into tight end in a minute. It's kind of a log jam right now when you look at the tight end position as a whole. We're looking at slot receiver. Jake Smith. Jordan Whittington. You know, I could throw a Kelvante Dixon in there as well. 
Now, I think those are the guys you got to pay attention to. Uh, you know, there was there was some chatter about, you know, possibility of Jake Smith leaving. Maybe he was unhappy. And maybe he, he was until he knew that Sarkeesian was coming in as the new head coach and he watched that offense in the national championship game. Maybe the tune changed. But it'll be interesting to see if he can put both Smith and Whittington on the field at the same time considering that more often than not, Tom Herman and Mike Yersitz wouldn't utilize both of them at the same time. Was it because both were injured throughout period of time? Yes, but when they were healthy, they weren't. it didn't seem like they were playing at the same time. That is one to watch. Then the Z receiver. I think this is the most interesting one. Because Joshua Moore was the guy last year, when you look at the stats. Brennan Eagles came close, uh, but he's gone. Alvante Woodard is being is the next guy, but I, I think Joshua Moore could potentially be like the Devonta Smith in that they're going to feed him the ball, and they're going to feed him the ball a lot. So he's definitely going to be on my radar as far as watching wide receivers in 2021. Then you have the tight end position, and this is where things get a little bit murky. Cade Brewer has decided to come back in 2021. And typically, I would plug him in as the starter in that situation. But the problem with that is, that was a Tom Herman loyalty thing. Tom Herman is no longer here. I don't think he's loyal. I think he's going to put the best players. And for me, it starts with Jared Wiley. I think it... He is just much more dynamic. He's big, he's physical, and he can get down the field. Behind him, I think Brian Ly- Braden Lybrock. I apologize for messing that one up. And with Lybrock, he's one of those guys that he's that new school type tight end. You know, 6'4", 230, 240 pounds. I think he could be a big slot guy. You know, I think he gives you something in the pass game that you didn't have with Cade Brewer. And Cade Brewer will be back. I think they should move him as far as using him much like the Denver Broncos use another former tight end and Andrew Beck. I think they kind of need to use him as like the blocking back, pullback, tight end, and blocking situations. Where does that leave Malcolm Epps? Where does that leave Jatavion Sanders? I think Jatavion can get in onto the field. You know, in certain packages... Uh, depending on how they want to use him, uh, you know, in he's going to get snaps. I think. I mean, I think Jatavion, he's too good offensively to not get him into the game. So I think he's definitely one you're going to need to keep your eye on as far as what they're going to do, how they're going to do it. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the rest of the offense, the offensive line. But first, I want to tell you about Bill Bar. They got 18 amazing flavors. They're even more delicious. That are nut and non-nut. They have six new, 12 original. Coconut almond has become a recent favorite of mine. I love the fact that they're covered in 100% chocolate. Soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious guy. Or the guy like me who's trying to lose some weight. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Great for the keto diet. 
That coconut almond, 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Head on over to BillBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get your 20% off your next order. Again, use that promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BillBar.com. All right, well, 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to the Lockdown Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball games, NBA locks, all winter long. Subscribe to the Lockdown Bets podcast wherever you get your podcast. Yo, when we look at the offensive line, and, and as, as, as far as it goes with the depth chart changes and the offensive line is interesting because I think, for the most part, with the skill positions, you know who's going to be there. You know who's going to start and who's going to play where. While we have a pretty good idea about the offensive line, it's still a lot up in the air. One of the big things is trying to replace Samuel Cosme at the left tackle position. Andre Carrick did fantastic uh, in three games. He played, you know, really played a game and a half, playing the bowl game and then the half of the Kansas State game did fantastic. Didn't allow a single pressure. 106 snaps he's played this year. I'm not going to say he's going to be Sam Cosme right off the bat, uh, but I, but I do think that there is a lot to like there, uh, and and so I think he gets first shot and and probably wins that role. Left guard's a little bit easier. Junior Angelau was the starter last year. Logan Parr is, was the freshman backup. I think you go ahead and pencil, or you go ahead and pen. You can go put this one in ink. Angelau is a starter. And then we move on. Center. Last year, Derek Kerstetter moved over from right tackle to play center. Jake Majors played the last several games, and I thought he did well. You also have Rafidi Germay, which uh, I think he's kind of the backup. I think Majors is the guy you want to plug in for next year. Um... And there's been no announcement that Derek Kerstetter is not coming back, so it's kind of like there's a presumption there that he will be back. And we'll get to him in a minute. At right guard, Denzel Okafor decided to come back. Denzel Okafor was not great last year. I, I was not a huge fan of the right side of this offensive line. He had given up 23 pressures last year in nine games. But he's the senior. He's experienced. I could see why they would go with him. The backup for me is Isaiah Hookfin, who I thought was in the mix last year uh, before injuries, you know, ended his season. So I, that's going to be an interesting battle to watch. And honestly, it could be whoever loses out at left guard, Logan Parr, he might could get some time, you know, working in, trying to get in at right guard. The thing that's different now versus what we've seen in the years past it's just, just that not that level of loyalty. I think the best players are going to play. And I think that's the way that, that Sark is going to do it. I think it's the way Kyle Flood's going to do it. It's going to be interesting to watch. At right guard, I got Derek Kerstetter. Uh, right tackle, I should say. I have Derek Kerstetter plugged in. I, I think that's the way you go. And so you, you plug him in there because I think that's where he played best. His backup was, will be Christian Jones is what I have listed here. And I think Christian Jones, Jalen Garth, they'll battle it out. 
uh, with Willie Tyler entering into the transfer portal because he was a guy that I thought might contend for a backup role or even the starter. But I have two names here to watch. Not position-wise, but these are the two guys that I think are going to get some play. Kelvante Dixon and Jatavion Sanders in some form or fashion. We've talked about Sanders at length. Dixon, he's got speed, Sark-like speed. So that's why I think that those two guys are going to be the two guys to watch. Right, but let's, uh, let's switch on over and let's talk to defense real quick. Yeah, I think it's important that when you talk to defense, you understand and you look at it from the point of view that there's going to be a new defensive scheme with Pete Kwiatkowski coming in. Now, one of the things about his defense is he runs, you know, it's labeled as a 2-4-5. Two defensive linemen, then you have four linebackers, five defensive backs. Well, it's really a 4-2-5 because those two outside guys, they play more like the jack roll, much like Joseph Osai played for this defense. But they have one on each side. Who could those guys be? So on the outside, on one outside spot, we got Marquez Bamash, who's returning after opting out last year. Ray Thornton is a guy that I've kind of seen as a possible backup and compete for the starting role. He is the four-star transfer from LSU. At defensive tackle, Alfred Collins. He's going to man one spot. And then we got to put Keandre Coburn in the other. But behind Alfred Collins, I think Vernon Broughton kind of fills that void there. Behind Keandre Colburn at the other defensive tackle, you have Tavondre Sweat. Two big body guys that are going to eat up blocks. That allows the linebackers behind them to kind of roam, and that's going to be key. So who starts at the other outside jack position? I think Jacoby Jones and Moro Ajomo are the two guys that kind of fit that. Jacoby Jones recently stated that he's going to come back and play another year. Uh, so I would plug those two over there. I, You know, I think that's going to be kind of the rotation between... You know, Ajomo, uh, Jacoby Jones, Thornton, Bamage on the other side. I could even see a Prince Dorba getting involved uh, because they like to, not only do they like to pass rush, you know, with their outside backers, they also need them to play well in space. Uh, so that that's kind of one thing to gotta keep in mind. Middle linebackers. All right, one of your middle linebackers, and really it's, I mean, some people label them differently, uh, but you have two inside backers like you're running a 3-4. Juwan Mitchell, and backing him up would be Jalen Ford. A middle linebacker, DeMarvian Overshone, and David Cabenda uh, kind of playing that that middle backer role uh, in this 4-2-5. You know, the, the middle backers are so key because they're having to do so much. They're, there's a lot of responsibility for those two positions. Uh, when it comes to all the uh, responsibilities that they have in this defense. You know, they've got to be able to cover um, because they're going to be asked to cover tight ends. They're going to be asked to cover running backs coming out, uh, whether they're dropping into zone, which typically they it seems like uh, Kwiatkowski likes to play more man than he does zone, but you still have to have that ability to, to do that. Uh, so those are, that's kind of the front, six or, or seven guys uh, they're going to pay attention to. We're going to get into the secondary. We'll talk a little bit more about Kwiatkowski's defense uh, coming up in just a minute.
as the NFL playoffs roar on, uh, there's a lot more football to talk. There's still two games coming up before we get to the Super Bowl. We also have college basketball. A lot of big matchups coming up. There's only one place that has you covered and only one place that we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for your 50% welcome bonus. As we said, we're going to be, you can get all the prop bets you want. NFL games, you know, there's some college football props. Who is going to be the first player taken in the NFL draft? Or maybe you want to bet on who's going to be next year's Heisman. Check, you definitely have to check them out. Uh, but don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. Don't forget, each and every Wednesday on the Locked On NFL podcast, take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchise. Tony Wiggins, James Rapian are joined every week by Locked On NFL draft experts to talk prospects in the upcoming draft. Young NFL players fresh in the league. So did your team have a big rookie performance this year? Are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the 2021 draft? Get everything you need on Wednesdays on the Locked On NFL podcast. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcast. Alright, so let's talk a little bit more about this defense for Kwiatkowski on the back end. Terry Joseph, who came over from Notre Dame, is kind of be the Passing game coordinator. He's going to be in charge of the secondary. So how are his guys going to play? What well, cornerback you have Deshaun Jameson. No shock there. And a very young, talented player in Keaton Crawford. I think those are guys that you're going to be looking at. I think Deshaun Jameson is probably your best corner on the roster right now. But there's another guy that I think is going to challenge him this year. We're going to get into that in a minute. But he's also the top return man, so... He's definitely a guy to watch. Uh, I think the interesting part is who's going to play nickel. Now, Chris Adamora played the spur position under Chris S., which is more of a linebacker hybrid uh, defensive back. So it's like a safety linebacker, plays up a lot. I think nickelback probably is his best role, uh, but he could also be play the role of the rover. Uh, and that's kind of what Buda Baker played for this defense. And so that's why I like that role for him because it allows him to be kind of a Swiss Army knife. He's very versatile. That's where I would put Chris Adamora. Now the backup would be Anthony Cook, who kind of backed him up last year at the same position. And I kind of feel like they fit a similar role. So I would put those two two guys together right there. The other cornerback position, I think Darian Dunn is probably going to be your starter. Uh, I think he's just a little more what they're looking for. He's got the size, he's got the length. Josh Thompson, who started last year, I think is his backup. Uh, I, I just feel like McNeese State transfer is here for a reason. I think he's going to start. Uh, you know, and, and it's nice to have these bodies at the positions, especially on the back end and the secondary, because. Uh, you know, things can change at a moment's notice. Injuries, and you want to make sure you have guys who can jump in immediately. So what do you do at free safety? I'm thinking Jaron Thompson and J.D. Coffey. Kind of playing that single high safety look. Kind of your coverage guy. 
Uh, Jaron Thompson played a little bit last year. We kind of saw him towards the end of the year after opt-outs. Got his first career interception uh, against Kansas State. Set up a Roshan Johnson touchdown. You know, I think J.D. Coffey, I mean, we've, we've seen kind of what he is. To me, he brings that same level of hype, I guess you could call it, that the that we saw with Caden Stearns. So, uh, after his freshman year, he's the guy there. Uh, at the box safety or strong safety position, how about B.J. Foster? Former five-star safety, and he's it looks like he's back for another year. And then Tyler Owens behind him. I mean, Foster has these moments where, you know, you, you see it, and then it's, it's very inconsistent, I think. How is that going to change under new safeties coach Blake Gideon? Blake Gideon is a guy, you know, obviously he played here. Uh, he was a very low-level recruit when you look at his numbers, which just, again, goes to show you those stars don't mean a whole lot, but we identify players by them a lot, so you know how talented they are. Blake Gideon was a two-star athlete, and he would start for four years. So who are the names to watch? Who are the guys you got to pay attention to? Again, we're going to highlight Jatavion Sanders. I think he's the guy that you're really going to watch because he's likely going to play on both sides of the ball. I just think it might be less so on defense, but he's so talented. You have to get him on the field at every opportunity. And then you have Byron Murphy. I think anytime you can get multiple bodies, especially on the interior, uh, Murphy is definitely a guy. That I would add onto that list. Um, you know, so I think when you look at the defense and how Kowski likes to run things, I really like the way that this defense is starting to look. So what are some of the things that I've noticed? I, You know, I spent some time watching Kowski's defense in Washington. A couple things I noticed, they use the four-man front a lot. Uh, so I think... Having four down linemen is what you're going to see more often than not. I saw some blitzing, and it comes from a multitude of areas, whether it be that rover position, uh, linebackers. I mean, they do blitz some. I'm not going to say they blitz a ton, but they do blitz to create pressure. But for the most part, he's asking his four guys to win up front, which is something that Texas hasn't done in a while. Maybe that's something that Bo Davis can get out of them uh, because the last time the Bo Davis was an was an assistant with the University of Texas. They were producing double-digit sacks uh, by three different players. If they can produce that pressure, that makes everything else just flow so much better. So that's what you got to watch out for. Uh, you know, they will use their linebackers in coverage. Uh, you know, but they were a sound defense. Um, and, and I watched them against Oregon. I watched the them against Boise State in 2019. You know, I think they do a good job of slowing down those high-powered offenses, much the reason why they have such a low points-per-game outage output, I should say. That's going to become key in the Big 12. I mean, there's a lot to be excited about when it comes to Kwiatkowski. There's a lot to be excited about with some of these recruits that are coming in. Uh, so, And we're going to get into more of that tomorrow. Uh, it's actually going to be a football. Friday, Cami Griffin, the editor of Longhorns Wire, will be joining us once again as we talk all things Texas Longhorns, but it is going to be 
a football Friday because everything that we do is a majority of football. We're going to talk about, you know, maybe some of her takeaways. What's the excitement level now with Kukowski and and seeing how everybody, I've seen so many freak out, uh, especially Washington fans, losing Kukowski. That should tell you everything that you need to know about why fans should be so excited. Make sure you're following me on Twitter, at Pat Sports Guy. Follow the show Locked on Horns. Let me know your thoughts. What did you think about today's episode? What did you think about the depth chart? What changes do you think should be made to that? I want to hear from you, and we'll talk about them on the show. Let me know. Once again, follow at Pat Sports Guy, at Locked on Horns. That's going to do it for today's episode. I will catch you guys tomorrow. Hook them.